Welcome back. This is Tom Parrish, and I'm here with Michael Chen, who's an early pioneer in the field of TV display calibration, or video calibration if you prefer. I am personally delighted to have an opportunity to learn more about the art and science of display calibration from Michael, given that he's been doing this for the last 15 years or so. Is that right, Michael? About how long have you been doing it? Uh, actually getting closer to 20. 20. All right. Well, I, <laughs> I wasn't even close. Well, in fact, uh, I understand, Michael, you helped create the original THX training courses for video calibration, and uh, you are one of the premier teachers in the world for this particular area of expertise. Uh, geez, well, yes. uh, fortunately, this is like radio, so you can't see the color of my face. <laughs> uh, created the THX program, spent pretty much all of 2007 doing it. And uh, yeah, yeah, when you say, you know, pre premier teachers in the world, well, <laughs> well, what's left out is there aren't that many teachers out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. But you were brave enough to just forward to move forward and, and, and you know, carve out an area for yourself. Absolutely, I mean, yes. you know. Uh, the, the bottom line is if you're interested in calibration, you go to Google, you start looking around, you basically, all roads lead to you from the forums and uh, all the content you have on the website, which is very nicely done and we'll talk more about. And in fact, that's the whole point. If you want to learn how to properly calibrate your TV, then you want to visit his website and learn. All right, well, let's, let's start out with a question. It's just that basic one, but I think it's worth covering. Why would someone want to calibrate their TV. Ah, all right. Well, so why would somebody want that? Well, uh, first thing we, we have to understand is that this is just TV. This is not life and death. And if it's not something you want, then it's not like someone kicks down your door and, or you die or something like that. That, that, that. This does not happen. However, what typically drives a person to, to find someone like myself or any of the other so-called you know, calibrators is a person looks at his TV set, takes it out of the box, and it doesn't take him very long to realize that there are a whole bunch of these different modes in the TV set where one might give him a very right. blue picture, and another one might give him a green picture, another one might give him a reddish picture. And sure, he can, uh, he can definitely just pick one that he likes, and then he can kind of manipulate the play with the controls. And, and just be happy like that. But mm -hmm. at, at some point, some of these people might actually sit back and say, well, okay, so the picture looks different in each one of these, but the question becomes, so what, what is it actually supposed to look like? And it, it kind of gnaws at them. And it's not that different from, say, you, you buy a, a, you know, one, one of the fancy beginner level of stereo receivers these days where where they have things right. like jazz club mode and cathedral right. mode and stadium <laughs> mode and, and, which changes the way this it sounds yeah exactly. and 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 the same question comes up where people listen to that and they say okay it sounds different but the question is what is it supposed to sound like mm -hmm. and if the person starts asking themselves questions like that then that's where the the our fine-tuning calibration services come in is that they're they're not they they want something more they they actually want to know what something is supposed to look like and and it gnaws at them because they're not sure they're getting the best performance out of their TV once, set once they get the idea once they yeah. get well yeah I've, I was reading your uh, video calibration um, inside second edition and you had this fascinating analogy about someone coming into a museum to see 
classical artworks that are hanging on the wall. And there's a person that meets him at the door and says, what color glasses would you like to wear, red, green, or blue, or, or something like that? And yeah. this is kind of related to what you're saying. A absolutely. And, and the, the, the typical rational person would actually say something to the effect of, why would I want to wear any of these colored sunglasses? I want to see the paintings the way they're supposed to yeah. look. <laughs> Those, and, yeah. and there you have it, which mm -hmm. is we wouldn't conceive of putting colored sunglasses going to a museum. And, and yet we settle for watching our, our films and thinking that, hmm, well, somehow that's different. But what are movies but moving art? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Again, but not life and death. This, this actually leads me to, to kind of, in, in terms of what you said, it leads me to, to it's an interesting experience. Uh, it was asking, uh, actually, a client's daughter, and, and it has to do with something about multiple choice quizzes. And, and I don't know if you remember the warning that the teachers or whatever always told people about multiple choice questions, which was, if you change your answer on a multiple choice question, the chances are... The, the answer you changed is wrong, right. that, that your gut reaction is actually correct. Correct. Yes, I remember that. Ah, you remember that. Well, yes. Well, 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 in this case, <laughs> so the, the guy's daughter comes in, and she's actually like 18, 19 years old. Uh -huh. So I'm telling her this, this story about the museum yeah. and, and asking her what colored sunglasses she'd like to wear. And so, so her, her first answer was none. And then she said no green. <laughs> And and right then and there, it was like, they're yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, I love that. Um, well, okay, so let's keep digging in here. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, um, I have returned to your website recently. I spent um, quite, a, quite a bit of time, actually, because it was like, oh, I didn't know that. And um, anyway, I downloaded the video calibration from the Inside Second Edition. I just love that. I, I was curious what... What I mean, you spent a lot of time putting that together, uh, and then I'll ask you about the, the tutorials and all that sort of thing. But why that, and and why this? Um, uh, yeah, why why that in particular? Ah, okay. Well, so so it's kind of like a, a why does why does the website actually why why is it laid out the way it is? Yeah, yeah. The main reason why this this website is kind of the way it is is well. Uh, a quick background thing. I have an engineering background. Yes. So, so, so by education, uh, I'm a civil engineer, and uh -huh. I, and I've done like a traffic engineering stuff for for 25 years. So, so it's that engineering mindset. So, so think of it that way. Uh -huh. uh, but I visited. I, I I like to do some level of research, and I visited a whole bunch of people's uh, uh, calibrators websites over the years. And, and, and what annoyed me the most out of everybody's calibration <laughs> websites was that they were all these static sites that were effectively just shouting out, hire me, hire me, hire me. And, and they didn't actually offer people anything else. So if you're looking for, okay, a calibrator, you, you go to the, the guy's website one time and sure, you hire him, but that's the last time you ever go to his website. Yeah. You have no other reason to, to, to want to return. Mm -hmm. and, and I didn't want my website to be like that. I wanted a website which gave people enough reason to want to come back and didn't just keep shouting out, you should hire me to come work on, on your TV set. And, and that's why the website is 
way it is, which was uh, which is it's it's the so emphasis resource. on yes yeah resource. It's an education thing first, and yeah. I put new articles on there and. And yes, it, it is also a, if you want to hire me, then, then I'm there, but it's much more low key. Mm-hmm. I, I want this to be a resource first and, and, and sort of a sales site as a, well, second, second place. Well, I can totally, totally agree with you on that. In fact, you should be a consultant for so many people on the web who just don't seem to get that point. You know, they... They just think if they put a site up, it's I, I call it sort of a color version of yellow pages. You buy it, you put it up, and you leave it, and uh, and it's just not like that anymore. There's there's no tricking Google. There's no special keywords that you put in. You just put in keywords that are about what you do, and those come out of your content if you write content, and if you're writing lots of content that talks about things the way people talk about them, the way they call and they ask you questions, and you use those same words and those same questions. That's how you get found in Google. <laughs> I'm actually kind of kind of thinking here, and and no doubt because you you've uh, gone and read uh, a lot of the stuff on the site. Yeah, is that the articles on the site tend to answer questions that nobody else talks about. Yeah. in the industry. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's what and, I admire and, about. And that. yes, it, it it a lot of that will rock boats, and and make people unhappy. But but is it I I. I talk about stuff that that nobody else likes to talk about, or or no, no one else ever. What that, that, that there is no venue for for people to want to even talk about stuff like this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so it's back to that thing of I talk about stuff that I guess a, a lot of people getting into this they haven't even thought of. But once you read it, it's like okay, it, it, it makes perfect sense. The the thing that I admire about what you did with video calibration from the inside, second edition, is. There are many, many times when people call and they're interested, but they don't have the money yet, but they're definitely interested. And so generally what I'll do is when they call or email and I know they're not quite ready yet, is I'll say, be sure and get the following and I give them the link. That way they have an email from me. It has information from my website and they now remember me and there's a good chance they're going to come back as a result of it. Right. And I think that probably works really well. So that's all about website marketing. We're going to focus more on calibration here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's talk about your video calibration course, uh, online course. I think there's like 35 parts to it now. Is that correct? That's right. Uh, just just reached uh, 35 parts, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, uh, in, in January. It's, it's approaching eight hours now in, in, in total content there. Mm-hmm. Every time I think of something, and when I have the time, I will make another video. All the videos <laughs> are anywhere from two minutes long or three minutes long at, at the shortest ones. Which is fine. And yeah. the, the, the longest one is actually uh, like like twenty five minutes long. Mm-hmm. And again, that many parts so that that people don't have to sit through one session; they can effectively digest it at their own pace. Yeah, much better. Much better, and I'm glad to see that you're constantly updating it. And that's just something you can you can you can get samples of on the site, which I thought was great. And then, uh-huh. yeah, of course yeah. You and 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 the nice thing of, of of it being kind of sort of a in in little compartmentalized sort of size uh, mm-hmm. bite size things is that every time I learn something new mm-hmm. uh, about doing something, I can uh, uh, create addendums uh, and additional videos, and and I'll talk about you know new methods of doing stuff. Yeah. And yeah, so, so you just kind of uh, just continue to kind of tack it on and yeah. 
Well, I mean, you know, display technology is continuing to evolve. It should be interesting this year and then next year, of course, with, you know, plasmas uh, being phased out to a large degree, right. OLEDs coming on, and God knows whatever else is going to be available. And it's constantly changing field. That's what I try to tell people. I, I guess the for, for the um, for, for, for the training series, um, I'm I'm very happy to and and again the the feedback that I've gotten from it is pretty much verifies it, which is that the layman, mm-hmm. anyone literally, I can pull anybody off the street and they can start watching the videos and they it will teach them how to do this stuff. Right, because I don't use any big technical words in this thing. Well, you don't assume. You don't assume. Yeah. Like I remember yeah. years ago, I got a, a probe, and I was and uh, and I, software, and I'll you know all re, remain unknown the vendors and all this. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to calibrate my Epson projector here in the theater room, and I got it all set up, and I realized I had absolutely no idea where I was supposed to put the probe in front of the in front of the projector, in front of the screen, how far, where you do it. It was like a dumb question. I couldn't find an answer if my life depended on it. You know, and it just in general, it's, just, it's all the little stuff. It's not that the topic is – the topic has some technical aspects of it that are hard, but it's kind of like how you get it all connected and put it together and what's generally the right way to do that. Mm-hmm. Nah, the vendors don't always give you that kind of information. They sell it to you and they good luck. <laughs> oh, oh, and, and you, you, you kind of hit it on the head there. <laughs> it's, it's from, 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 from a lot of the, the, the vendor perspective is um, – think, think of it as – They'll they'll tell you what to do, sort of on, on yes. a list of you know, sort of mechanically do this, do this, do right, this. Right, right. H- however, they either don't have the time or the inclination to get into the. All right, they told me to do this, but why? Uh-huh. Yeah. Why why this and not this other way? Why why this and this 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 other way? And and the the, the why part in in the series is you know for, for everything every topic that gets discussed, it gets everything gets explained on the. This is how you set brightness. This is why you set it this way. Uh-huh. This is not just just set it this way and don't ask questions. No, no, that's <laughs> not that's not the way it's supposed to be. It is you're setting it this way, and here's the entire logic or rationale, the thinking process right. that goes behind why you set brightness this way or why you set contrast right. this way. Right. And and when people start learning this stuff, they realize that the bottom line answer becomes actually a lot more open ended. Mm-hmm than what they thought it would be going in. Uh, that's exactly right. Well, you know, along that line, before we kind of jump into the calib- uh, what calibrators are about and things like that, and mm-hmm. th- what, what do you figure are the top two, three, four things that, that screw up the initial person who wants to do it themselves, where they need to focus a little bit more of their time on before they panic kind of thing? The, you know, what, what, which things sort of are the most difficult for them to grasp? Uh, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm thinking the the, the most difficult things uh, enthusiast do yourselfers yeah. heck even uh, uh, aspiring professionals uh-huh. is that um, you know if you if you looked at calibration as a I'm 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 really simplifying simplifying things here but think of it as a, a list of ten things to do mm-hmm. and 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 do it in the following order. Is, and so, so they get themselves this list of ten things to do, and mm-hmm. you actually look at it, it's like you know contrast, brightness, sharpness. It's actually about ten things, but but if you looked at that, the the the, the biggest problem that the do-it-yourselfer, uh, you know, the people coming in have is they look at a list and they get it in their head that everything on this list 
is somehow equally important to the next thing that's on the list. Oh, fascinating. So think of it as a, right, think of it as a waiting system. And and they and and because they you know so 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 you can do get like like six things right and then you can't get two other things you know quite right then they feel that the end result is sort of we'll, we'll loosely use the term you know unwatchable oh i never and, thought and, about and, it like that yeah right and, and that's the biggest error that a lot of the enthusiasts or uh, again people coming in make is that they don't understand that it may be a list of 10 things but there is a actually a massive waste a waiting system that goes into each item so so that the value of each item is not equal to the next thing that that there are some things on this list that actually use instruments that are worth far less and and other things that you literally do by eye mm. that are worth in in the grand uh, sort of scheme of the end result is just worth way more and and but because they don't understand this a lot of people quite often get bogged down thinking that if it's software and hardware related, that must be more important. Mm -hmm. And so they spend all their time doing there and they can't get things right. But they stay in that area thinking that the solution is in that area as opposed to, no, the solution was if you set your brightness and contrast and your sharpness correctly, mm -hmm. you wouldn't actually be encountering these problems. <laughs> and, 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 if you, and if you did that part correctly, well, you get experience, enough experience at that. You can do that. Uh, a lot of those, you know, things on the list in under two minutes. Right. But because they don't do that, they get bogged down, sort of spinning their wheels, playing with the software and the hardware, thinking that the solution is in there, but it's not. Mm -hmm. And they get frustrated as a result. Yeah, and if you hadn't gone through it before, and you hadn't really actually seen what a calibrated screen could look like, display could look like, you you don't even know that you're getting in the that you're moving in the right direction or not for sure. Yeah. You, you just know that when you pop back and forth between what you've done and some other some other setting, they're different. Okay, they're different. <laughs> what does that mean? You know. Well, and and kind of a, in in addition to what you're saying, it it, it it goes back to this thing of the software and hardware that you use to fine tune the black and white information and the color information on your TV. That part of this the calibration process. It doesn't know whether or not you set the sharpness on your TV correctly. Mm -hmm. It doesn't know if you set the brightness or the contrast. It, there's just so many things that the software and the hardware don't know. And it's, it's back to that thing of when people start using it, there is a, there, there's a certain inherent assumption that by the time you get to using the hardware and the software that you actually did the other stuff correctly. Yeah, that's right. Which including, you know, selecting the right target mode for the probe. Mm -hmm. You know, you're getting these wild results and you're like, what's wrong with this? I, I did everything I was supposed to. I went through the steps. Well, you know, you have it set for plasma and you're using an LCD, but it's an LED LCD and that gets really confusing quick, you know. Right. And with a lot of this stuff, uh, a lot of the, again, do-it-yourselfers and uh, you know, aspiring professionals, they fall into the trap of thinking that, software and hardware will also have somehow a proverbial magic hands that come out of it and teach them how to do this stuff. And, and of course, that, that's not going to happen. And as my friend Ray Coronado has said, oh, yes. and you remember Ray, oh, yes, uh, Ray. he likes to use the, uh, the, this fun analogy, which is hammers do not teach you how to build a house. A hammer is a tool 
we don't get mad at the hammer because when we buy the hammer that they didn't came come with instructions on how to build my house. I got to remember that one. I like that <laughs> yeah. one. Yes, 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 yes. Well, uh, I get more I get more technical as in books on brain surgery do not teach you how to be a doctor first. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fascinating. I have a question for you. You've got something on there called a calibration um, quiz. Calibration quiz. That's what it is. And uh, I just chuckled at that because some of those were a little harder than I anticipated. And, and then I was thinking, what What was your inspiration for that? And uh, wh- wh- how's that working out? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the <laughs> there, there, actually, there are actually two quizzes. Uh, one is the basic one; it's about forty-five questions long, and and the the other one is actually geared for, for professionals who think they know it all. <laughs> and and it's a hundred questions, but it actually draws quest randomly questions out yeah, of like a, a database of cool. two hundred fifty two hundred fifty questions. Okay, but 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 the basic one, the I, I created it because uh, it, it was it was a way to. Lots of people would would often contact me and they say, okay, I, I have a, uh, a a guy who's going to come over and calibrate my TV set. Yeah. Uh, however, he's not somebody that has an internet presence. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so it's very hard to know what his reputation is and right. does this person know what he uh, is supposed to know. Right. Because no one's going to tell you, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. no, everyone's going to tell you over the telephone or, or email that they're the right person for, for the job. And unfortunately, not always. Well, it's the buyer beware because you're going to find out after the fact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I kind of figured because you're, you're literally dealing with, with people that, are, that live around the world because that's the sort of the readership of, uh, on the site. So, so it's not like someone in – but Kuwait or you know Serbia or whatever is going to be able to hire me, right? So so I I figured I'm gonna I, I it would be nice to give these people a way a sort of a, a certain level to to kind of evaluate the skill set of the person that they're talking to. Mm-hmm. So it was like it's so it was like hey well well come take this test that this this quiz it's 45 questions it's it's free it doesn't cost you anything but it evaluates the skill set the skill level of the person that that is trying to get your calibration service and and the thing here was the 45 questions are purposely made up that they include a whole bunch of questions of a practical nature it's not just all theoretical it's it's practical it is this is what you're going to find in the field if you've actually worked on a whole bunch of tv sets Mm-hmm. And and if you've worked on a whole bunch, then you should know what the answer is. <laughs> so 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 it's a it's a way to evaluate the skill set of someone who's telling you that they know what they're doing, and 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 the answer actually comes in a, a twofold here, which is okay. Number one, so so the guy you you convince them that they should come and take this quiz, so so they take it, and it, and and you can actually as a client, you can actually find out how they how well they did. So, so either they tell you how well they did, or you can ask ask me, and I can tell you how well they did. <laughs> as as an anonymous, I, I don't because people tend not to want to put their right. names into this thing. But but I can give you a time frame of the people who took the quiz on this date in this time frame. They scored, right? You know, uh, this or this. Okay, so so that way, if you're trying to evaluate someone's skill set, then then you'll get an idea that way. And and if your calibrator refuses to take this test, that tells you something right there. Yeah. That's right, and that and that tells you something else right there. Uh, 
a, a quick fun one here, though, and uh -huh. I'll leave the name of the guilty party out. But uh, I had a a well seasoned calibrator contact me. Mm -hmm. Like he's been in this industry like forever, mm -hmm. and he was very concerned because he scored thirty nine percent on this forty five question quiz. Yeah, and I I didn't say it to him, but in my head it was like, "Good God, what have you been doing in people's homes for twenty years?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. You know, we're all on a learning curve. We're just on a different part of the curve, you know, one yeah. way or the other. But there you go. You know, so, so, so this, you know, the, it, it's there to, to help people evaluate, but it's also there to help a lot of the do-it-yourselfers evaluate just how much they think they actually know. Uh -huh. Be, because the questions here are not, they're not, I, I actually don't care how people score on this thing. It, it, is, this, it is simply, so you think you know what you're doing, then come here, let's evaluate. And and you'll you'll get an idea if you score seventy eighty percent on it. Hey, you pretty much know what you're doing. So you pretty much have to just keep doing it till you score well. That way, you because there's no sort of uh, feedback or answer. Correct. Right. Right. Yes, but 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 That's we know fine. the answer to that, which is you're only fooling yourself. Right. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> oh my. Well, let's continue. Self-deception self is so much fun. Right? Isn't that the truth? Well, let's uh, continue down the path of calibrators per se. Maybe switch to the business side. Where, where do you? I think we had a previous discussion about um, a lot of people. I think Ray Coronado were talking about this to attend various calibration seminars or, you know, training events, but maybe 80% or 90% never really go and do anything. Maybe 10% do. I don't really know the numbers. Oh, okay. Well, so here's how the, the, the actual kind of breakdown. Kind oh, of yeah, I'd like to hear is. it. All right. So, um, well, we're not going to mince two words for it because there's only two places that teach the class. Right, right. So, 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 so it's ISF and, and it's THX. THX, right. Uh, let's just say, you know, outright is to, to, to both sides credits, they, they achieve what they're what the in original intent is actually supposed to be. So yeah. You take these courses, they will teach you the mechanics of how to calibrate a TV set. Right. Right. And, and uh, you know, again, depending on the class, uh, you may get more hands-on in one class and, and less hands-on in another. But, but both still achieve the end result, which is you get the mechanics of how to do this stuff correctly. You're only going to get better if you practice, 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 because nobody can uh, sort of get 15 years of experience squished into a two-day session. Yeah, exactly. that, that, that does not work. But, but it's practice, 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 but both classes give you that. They, they give you the foundation of, you know, here's a theory on how to do this. Unfortunately, what is left out of these classes is just because you know how to do something doesn't mean the rest of the world knows you know how to do something. And, and suddenly your phone is ringing off the, tel you know, the hook right. or people are inundating you with emails trying to get your service because right. that's that's about the only thing that that these courses can offer at the end of it aside from after you pass your exam is they're going to put your name on their website as right. another calibrator that happens to live in this part of the country right but that almost guarantees you nothing 
It's about right. Yeah, you know, we, we put your name, like on the ISF side, let's see, you put your name on a website. Well, there's 6,000 plus other people on that website. <laughs> and, 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 I noticed. <laughs> right. And so, so, so what, what the, what these courses don't tell you, and, and it's not like it's their responsibility to tell you either, is, is that the, the success rate or slash, you know, attrition rate of the professional calibration industry is is actually in the order of, well, let's just say, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say success rate. I'm going to say the failure rate. The failure rate is actually in the order of somewhere in the 90%, possibly 95% uh, wow. time for, uh, uh, percentile. And, and what that means is if you attended, say, an ISF class that mm-hmm. had that had 10 people, Mm-hmm. That within one to two years, only one of those people will be left standing and running some type of business that still offers calibration. The other nine people are gone. It didn't work, right? It didn't right. work out for them. And they and the other nine people they found out the hard way that just knowing how to do something isn't enough to actually make it a viable business it's not enough now a lot of the 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 courses that teach you how to do this stuff uh, they quite often they don't have a vested interest in whether you succeed or fail as a business right they they don't have that and and quite often what what their vested interest actually is is they they'd like to sell everybody that attends a class twenty thousand dollars worth of hardware (laughs) Right. You, you, you pay your twelve hundred bucks or fifteen hundred bucks to take right. the class, but they're actually the, the classes themselves. They're actually going to make their big money on trying hard. to sell you on the hardware and software. Right. And the thing here is, if you sell, yeah, so 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 those people spend that ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand bucks on hardware. Well, if you fail in two years, they don't care. Right. They, Doesn't matter. They don't mind. They, 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 yeah. They're they're. they're heck, well, I won't say that they're laughing, but. We're laughing all the way to the bank. Well, you know, just to be fair about it, uh, for those who may be listening, we're not necessarily singling out uh, those who teach calibration skills because my wife uh, does uh, life coaching. Uh, I, I've been involved in other organizations that teach, and they teach what they teach as a skill set, and they do that well. But, you know, I think that's all kind of where we are in this knowledge-based economy. Just because you have a skill set and a website – and maybe some experience doesn't mean that you're entitled to business to come knocking on your door. There's a whole other set of skill sets that you've got to get your arms around to 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 move yourself forward from a financial perspective. Mm-hmm. Is that part of what you're saying? I suppose. And 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 and, and absolutely. And and it's back to the thing of you know, it's kind of counterproductive to to enter a class where they tell you that. Nine, you know, nine out of ten people <laughs> fail at fail at this. Well, thing. Some people just want to learn, and that's fine. Yeah. And 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 absolutely, and absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and it's so so it goes back to the the, the whole thing of, of you have to figure out business because you're not going to get people knocking at your door, phoning you or emailing you because right. your name is on the website. Right. And it, it, just doesn't happen. You no, know, b- believe it. It just doesn't happen that <laughs> way. Okay. So, so what do you do next? You, it, the biggest challenge for on the business side is how do you get your name out there? Right. Right. And and that part 
isn't discussed that much in in, in the professional courses. And but 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 it it goes back to I, I just want to talk about something which which is even if you did talk about a lot of that stuff in the courses. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what you're actually dealing with is, again, this is a, a study in how humans, human beings react, which is, if I give you an answer to something that you, you can't associate with, yeah. it's, like, it's like you don't understand what the question is. I've given you what the answer is. It just goes out the door. You don't even yes. know it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So even if you provide those answers in the class, it, it doesn't click until people actually experience it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Right. It, it's it's that 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 fun thing that 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 we would talk about in classes, which is some things people have to experience the pain before they actually understand. <laughs> and 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 that was the the you know the the the, the ongoing joke had been. Uh, as small children, parents were always telling the kids, you know, don't touch the stove, don't touch the stove, don't touch the stove because you're going to get burned. But kids never listen. And at <laughs> some point you hear the ouch or whatever. Wow, they touched it. And, but then when they touched it and they got burned, they, they don't learned. go back. Yeah, they learn. <laughs> they, they, they had they had to learn the hard way. And that's one of those th things about life is that uh, even in a class structure, you can talk about how businesses work and why people fail, mm -hmm. but everybody has stars in their eyes, which it, it's like, hey, major leagues. Every kid thinks they're going to get to the major leagues <laughs> for, 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 for baseball. But for every guy that makes it, how many, you know, how many skeletons or bodies are they walking over <laughs> that, that, that didn't make it? And and that's you know everyone says I'm going to be that one out of ten. It's a no. <laughs> so what do you think is a successful model for a calibrator these days in the year 2014? Uh, I I think this 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 is this is getting into uh, what, what I call my grand experiment. <laughs> yeah, I love that term. You mentioned it to me in our pre-call. That was great. <laughs> okay, well, well, my my grand experiment, and I'm just going to say this for, uh, first up, which is. Doing something that nobody else has ever done before might it may be considered to be innovative, but it is also terribly painful because since no one else has done it, you have to be the one that 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 invests your time and your actual money and capital to see if something works, mm -hmm. and, and you have to experience all the failures that go with it. Yeah. Okay. This didn't work. That didn't work. Oh, okay. That was money flushed down the drain. You know, <laughs> uh, things like that. That that. Oh, I wish. I wish. I wish that somebody else had done this first. That I could just copy them. Right. And I wouldn't have to make all the mistakes myself. Right. Okay. So so so, that that kind of is the precursor to to what I'm getting into. The grand experiment is based on the following premise. That. Um, even to be kind, 99% of the general public doesn't even know that calibration of a TV is possible or that type of service exists. Mm -hmm. and, and, and God bless the enthusiast community that uses the, the professional calibrators like myself and everyone else. I love you. I really appreciate you. Unfortunately, you're in the 1%. <laughs> yeah. And, and as long as you're in the 1%, as a calibration business, long-term, this cannot be viable, servicing only this 1% because the, the enthusiast do-it-yourselfer pie, is, it's small to begin with, and 
And guess what? It's shrinking. It's not getting, it's not growing bigger. It is shrinking. And why is it shrinking? Because there's always been a segment of the do-it-yourselfer group, the enthusiast group, that actually hire professional calibrators as a necessary evil. They, these people would rather, much rather do this stuff themselves and learn how to do it themselves. But the only thing over the years that prevented them from doing this was the cost of hardware and software was simply prohibitively expensive that they couldn't do it. So they had to hire you. But guess what? Software and hardware have been coming down in prices and their reliability and their accuracy have been improving, increasing. That's right. That Enthusiasts can get pretty decent hardware and software for 400 bucks, and that's pretty close to where professional calibration costs sit. You know, it might be a bit more, maybe a bit less. Mm, interesting. You know, as a side note, that's exactly what's been happening in the video post-production environment, too, over the years. Right. Yeah. But keep going. Keep going. So given that, you're losing the do-it-yourselfer as a person who's going to hire you, and that's why the enthusiast pie is getting smaller. It's getting smaller. And as a business model, you need to figure out and, uh, and understand that long-term, this cannot work for you. You need to get outside of your box. The grand experiment is based on the following. Again, it, it's the premise, which is since 99% of the population doesn't even know this service exists. Um, okay. Um, as an individual, we don't have the power of a Best Buy, say, to, to be able to spend gobs of money to advertise. That's correct. We, we just don't we have don't that have power. Right. But, but the following question arises out of the grand experiment, which is, if you could be put into a venue where you could meet a whole bunch of the general public and you could actually demonstrate to them and get the message out that this type of service does exist, and have them understand that, the question then becomes, now that they understand that this service exists, is it something that they would be interested in? And, and that's, that's what the, the, the experiment, that's what we're trying to do. And the, the analogy that goes with this thing is, it's the uh, Apple, well, the iPad. If, yes, there were kind of no-name tablets before the iPad showed up on the market, but they effectively had no traction anywhere. And, and until those iPads showed up on the market, it wasn't like there was this pent-up demand in the general public that people would scroll away their money and thinking, one day when someone invents an iPad, this money is going to go to them. Well, that doesn't happen. But when the iPads showed up, when people gained, the general public gained awareness that this product was available and people started using it and they actually created they, they fit it into their, they created a use in their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. and, and once it got integrated into their lifestyle, you couldn't pull it out. Oh, exactly. Right. It became a necessity. Sure. Before they, un they, they knew that it existed, you know, it wasn't a necessity. But after they integrated it into their life, it became a necessity, something they couldn't do without. And, and that's sort of, you know, it's that kind of teaching where, where we're going with, the, the grand experiment, which is if you can get the idea to the general public that this service exists, here's what the benefits are. Is there enough interest to sustain a business because you've got the message out? And, and it's not like you need all 99%. <laughs> 
of, of, of the population because you could literally measure success by if you got another percent out of that, you've doubled your business. Yeah, if not more so. So what? Yes. So how? What's so? Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, I I'm I'm going into year three of the experiment, and 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 you got to figure that the reason why a year three even exists is because I I found out that there actually is an appetite for this, that that when when presented with this information that the general public enough people actually said, hey, this is cool. This is the thing I'm actually interested so in. So is the this part largely education, but education in a way that they that gets their attention, that it's something they think they can do themselves, but you're selling the education? Ah, okay. Um, the, the, the biggest difficulty and, and the hurdle in the grand experiment ha- has been – and and you're right. It, it it is it is education because you're you're talking about pure layman education. It, it's called refining the message. Fair enough. You know, uh, we'll talk about some of the stuff in the in in the first year. Right. Yeah. Big banner up that that says THX calibrations. <laughs> okay. Well, to the layman, it's like well, you know, THX video calibrations. And, and to the layman, they look at a sign, and the first question that blurts out of your mouth is, "What the heck is that?" What, what what is that? I have no idea what that is. And and if you're in a venue where you need to attract people's attention right away, uh, people don't even have time to stop and ask you what it is. They look at it, they don't know what it is. They keep walking. Right. Exactly. And hence, it, it's it's back to this thing about refining the message that that it has to catch them almost right away, and it has to tell them what is this service about and what is what the end result is. It's that instant gratification stuff. Got it. Right. And and well, first year we we figured out, okay, there actually is an appetite for this. For 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 the people that you talk to, mm-hmm. right? And in the second year, you you do better than the first year, but you keep refining the message. Mm-hmm. You refine how do we simplify this even more? How, how do we simplify this even more? And. Uh, and 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 that's and that, and that that's kind of we're we're going into the third year of this thing, right. and you know the, the, the one of the, the the epiphanies coming out of the the you know the end of year two was uh, to have a, have a farmer visit. He, I'm I'm actually based out of Calgary, Alberta, yeah. in Canada, and uh, had a farmer person uh, visiting from the middle of Saskatchewan, which is a province right uh, to the east of uh-huh. us. Uh, he was he lived too far away. But uh, he's looking at what I'm doing because he's really curious about what, what, what we're doing here. And, and, and then he, he said to me, because I, I have this cheap $400 uh, TV that's actually properly set up. And I just play this high-definition loop there. And I had my daughter make up this sign that just points to it that says, this is a $400 TV. <laughs> you know, to, to show people the, the end result, what, what a properly set up TV would actually look like. And and he looked at it and and he said to me he said man it still looks like you're trying to sell people a four hundred dollar TV <laughs> <laughs> and I said oh good 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 God all right well that's right truth hurts sometimes <laughs> right and 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 here we you know we, we've talked with marketing people who've given us ideas on how to do this you know and, you know, and, and then to have someone like that say and he's going to say ah okay all right 
so you learn stuff like that, and then we 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 actually changed the way that that message was, and then suddenly the nature of the questions that people would ask us completely changed. It, it was no longer so. What's this stuff all about? <laughs> Which is actually the wrong question you want people to ask. Because, yeah, it's a positive question. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but the question became, how do you do this for my TV? And that's the question you wanted people to ask. Oh, yeah. Right? How do you do this for my TV? How do you do this for my TV? Right? And, and, and that's so, – so coming out of year two, much more optimistic going into year three. Yeah. That, that no, no, there's no longer going to be this – What's this calibration thing all about? Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to be asking that anymore. It's going to be, how do you make my TV look like that? Oh. That's, 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 you know, that's where we're going with the grand experiment. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, you know, on a parallel track, what I've focused on more recently in this last year has been, uh, you know, display calibration in the video post-production marketplace. Um, I'm, I'm not opposed to uh, doing the other, but I'm also a full-time colorist, so one hand mm -hmm. washes the other when I'm in another studio and we're talking, and you know, there's certain benefits to that. But the the angle that I use is <clears throat> when they, you know, because everyone's busy and like, well, why, why would I want to calibrate? And I said, well, look, truth of the matter is, uh, you got a great thing going here. You're doing great media projects, but you know as well as I, folks can run to the Best Buy buy. 4K cameras now, for that matter. They can buy nice displays. They can uh, You can go to the Apple Store. Everyone can buy all the same gear, put it on a credit card, and be in business. And, you know, in the end, what's going to make the difference is production quality. You need to compete not on price, but on production quality. And having displays in your studio that match up, or and, and for that matter, even with some of your ongoing clients who are continue to come over and do projects with you, finding a way to get their displays calibrated, you're going to develop a relationship with them. They're not going anywhere else because they know you're calibrated, they're calibrated. It was well worth the investment. I've seen people do that. I've done that with a filmmaker. Drop bot drove me crazy. You know, this doesn't look right and this doesn't look right. So I basically went over to his house as for the cost of the project and calibrated his TV. And then it was like, oh... Okay, it looks good now. Now I know it doesn't look right. Now I know it doesn't look right, you know? And I was like, that was worth the money and the time. I mean, it didn't cost me anything other than time, which is important, but but it, it saved me a whole lot of hassle and, and lost time later in changing things when I knew. I remember one time he sent eight pages of changes and six of those pages of item after item after item where this is a little too bright, this is a little too bright, this is a little too bright. And I said, you need to come back to the studio. We sat down, we looked at it, and he goes, well, it really looks okay on your monitor. And I go, okay. So that's when I finally got over to his house. Oh, you've, you've, you've actually hit something else right there, which is keeping, you keep your clientele mm -hmm. by not only having the right gear set up, mm -hmm. but also being able to demonstrate to them that you have a firm understanding of what all the issues are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. That, that, that they can ask you why and you can give them an answer. Mm -hmm. and, and the answer is more than because we're supposed to do it. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, look at that other display. That one's more right than this one. Why is that? Well, I'll go over it with you later, but we need to focus on getting this done. You know, and he leaves with a question in his mind or she does. Yeah. Right. Well, Michael... 
Let's make sure everyone has your website address. I think it's www.tlvexp.ca. What does that stand for? Ah, well, the name of my consulting firm, the the Laser Video Experience. Ah, great. Okay, tlvexp.ca for Canada, and uh, you've got it's also it's it's also dot com. Uh, oh. I, I hold both oh, of those. So, so if you, if you type in dot com, it, it redirects. Smart. Just like if you type in dot co or dot net, it's all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. Um, thank you for spending some time with me today and uh, with the audience. I think they're going to love this. I know I certainly did. It's been a, an, an enlightening conversation. And well, thank you. I've, I've had a lot of fun. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm hoping for on these. And I hope we get a chance to meet someday. I'm sure we will. Uh, don't imagine you'll be at NEB, but I'm sure our paths will, will cross soon enough. So thank you much. Well, thank you very much.